there it take is. Take a break. Take a break, other mics. Uh, take a break. There's so well, many mics here. Jump in. I mean, we, we all invited David to stay. He was on the move, though. He's always a very busy man. Uh, we just talked with David Gutierrez. We yeah. just talked with David Gutierrez. Uh, it's funny because th- that episode will actually come out soon. We just talked about Nashville. It comes out next week. I mean, usually yeah. when, we, when we record a uh, I Know Movies and You Don't, it's like, well, in two months, listen for this episode. And nobody will remember that. But you can listen to us talk about Nashville next week. Yes. Very Which is great. Next Which is great, uh, next Tuesday it will come out. Great conversation. I had a good time. I commend it to you. I was very worried because it, it's it is like a masterpiece. Like how how do you talk about a masterpiece? Yeah, we've talked about this. Those are the hardest movies to talk yeah. about because what do you say? What do you say that hasn't already been said? Other what, than it's great. It's great. I it's love great. it. It's so good. But his that movie, actor all his is movies so are good. very rich, I think in part because probably there are some people who don't like them, right? Yeah. And they are very weird and specific in ways that I don't think... I, I think there's a lot to talk about there, even if it is great. I agree. Which it yeah, is, yeah. right? I think it, I think it leaves a lot of... Um, it leaves a lot of room for discussion and dialogue. Yeah. But you can listen to us have that dialogue on Up to Date Cinephile next week. Yes. Which you sub- should subscribe to. My name is Ben. You hear Kyle. You're hearing voices. That's Kyle. You're hearing voices. That's uh, you should get that checked. And we're going to talk about a new movie. Yes. We are up-to-date cinephiles up-to-date. now. We're not delving into the beautiful history of cinema, but talking about its somewhat less beautiful present. Although, we are talking about the movie that won the Palm d'Or. Won the Palm d'Or. The Palm d'Or. A lot of lot of movies uh, compete and not many win. Yes, and many so. are called and fewer chosen. We're, that's right. We're talking about Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. <laughs> of course, I had to make that joke when I was at the AMC Century City 15, which was just just rife, just rife with teens and tweens and their their parents all wearing the t-shirts carrying the all bags, of the swifties exchanging their bracelets i said nifty this swifties isn't, this isn't the crowd i expected for uh anatomy, anatomy of, of a fall, fall. <laughs> <laughs> i got to laugh at the snack bar <laughs> it was uh, an obvious joke but i mean sometimes you go with what makes the most sense very much very much well i saw this at beyond fest um which is uh, i thought beyond fest was just like uh goofy horror movies it shows you what i know it used to be it used to be, but so, like last year I saw Banshees of Sharon at Beyond Fest, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. Odd, yeah, like a little bit of an odd choice. I think this was also a little bit of an odd choice for them too. But Both uh, sort of horror movies in their own way. In their way. Psychological in some sense. Although I don't know. I mean, which is more a horror movie? I think Banshees is more a more horror of movie a horror than horror this. Because yeah. there is real like horror in it, like people chopping off fingers and yes. shit like that. Yes. This movie is very suspenseful in its way. But I don't know if I'd quite go so far as to call it a horror. Although, no, yes, no, because I mean, there is a horrific event at its center. Yeah, that 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 uh, throws everything off its access or its comfortability. Although it's suggested that things weren't necessarily fine up until this moment. Whether whether which which I think maybe getting into it, um, I'm 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 fairly certain. I think I have a good um, read on what potentially you might like. I saw this movie at Beyond Fest, and um, it's a very strange experience because it's it's such a different movie that the, that they usually play, and the reactions from the crowd were odd at times. Same thing. Likewise, with, in my theater, uh, there there was definitely a, a it was a pretty full theater. Yeah, and there were definitely a decent number of people like what 
What? What? Huh? Which I think is a very funny response then in this movie, which I will say I, I, there's a lot of things I like about this movie. Yes. I would not yeah. call the end unpredictable, though. No. I mean, it ends no. pretty much the no, way I, ex- no. yeah. I expected it to end. Yeah. Which is in, in a kind of ambiguity. Which the movie tells you it's going to be ambiguous from literally the first thing you see, the, it, it which is a web address called what is it? Did she do it? Dot com. Did she do it? Dot com. So it has no answers. Yes, and you know it's not going to have an answer. Like you cannot imagine. I I cannot imagine. Well, let me. I I don't want to say that quite. I guess you could have a big reveal at the end. You know, a primal fear. Primal fear. Oh, yeah. So that's exactly yeah. the movie I was thinking of. You could do a primal fear thing at the end where she admits it. But that would have been very surprising to me. Yeah. That would have been a very big tonal and thematic shift in what this it really movie is would trying yeah. to do. Yeah, the the core of, of the movie is something we've talked about on movies that are not necessarily of this genre. Because this is a courtroom drama. That is a hundred percent what it's an investigation, and you can say it's an investigation of a family, a, a marriage. And what is put on trial is kind of exposing the secrets and the the privacy of somebody and to expose what what the aim for our court procedure is to come to an idea of it's a it's a word that we've used talking about Orson Welles and what he minds in his territory is truth. And what I really liked about this movie is that it engages with this idea that truth is not not necessarily unattainable but it is not pure and and whatever it, it is it's uh, you either come with bias you come with prejudice you yeah. come with expectation you come with a variety of things that craft a narrative and courtrooms are there to craft narratives like uh, we we have been trained and uh, put put into a kind of in our subconscious whether it's law and order whether it's all this that people come to a truth that, that is what the system aspires to be. And this movie is putting that all on its axis and twisting, subverting it, and saying that it is all about narrative. It's all about storytelling. And who comes with the best or most convincing story? Which is 100% an accurate reflection of what the legal system is actually like. Yes. And that is, I think, one of the best things about this movie. Yeah. Is I think this movie is the best representation of the essence of what legal drama really is that I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. I think this movie captures what legal cases are about better than any other movie because it's funny. You joked about courtroom dramas and the movie that I brought up, which is in some ways, maybe the most famous American cinematic courtroom drama is a few good men. Yes. If it's not the most famous, it's certainly in the conversation. People can quote it regularly. The the climactic scene you can't handle the truth is a one of the most well known and oft quoted movie scenes of all time. There's a lot of things that are notable about that scene. Obviously, an iconic Jack Nicholson performance. We take nothing away from Appar- the man. Apparently, uh, uh, Rob Reiner, even when he, the camera was not on Jack Nicholson, delivered that performance. Oh yeah, every no, I think I told you that story. That, I, that was a Kevin Bacon story. I heard Kevin yeah. Bacon tell that story that for the reaction shots, he stood there and did it at that level. He just constant and again, again, and again, again, and again, again, again. I can't imagine. I can't just, imagine. I mean, that's a the fucking beast. One of the greatest screen actors yeah. of all time, bar none. Yeah. Well, another thing that's notable about that scene, to take nothing away from Jack, is that it would never happen. Yeah. It's the Perry Mason moment where the person confesses on the stand. It never happens. Never happens. I mean, maybe it's happened once in a blue moon, 
But compared to how many times you see it happen in fiction, uh-huh. yeah. it's an event that literally never Our occurs legally, in a legally blonde moment where you rooms. catch it in its. Yes, uh... that is not how it works. <laughs> When you study, I mean, here we're going to, I have a certain tra- legal training here. I don't really like to talk about it, but it's relevant for our purposes here. When you study trial advocacy, the thing you learn is that you need to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And you need to tell a story that incorporates the facts that nobody can disagree about in the most believable way. And that is who will win. That is called your theory of the case. Yeah. Now, obviously, there are many criminal charges that never go to trial where it's pretty obvious what happened. There's a videotape that everyone agrees is legit. There's a million eyewitnesses. You can't get around it. Those things don't go to trial. They get pled out. Yeah. Right. And then there are the ones that go to trial, which are the ones where the defense can make at least a credible argument that their client is not guilty. Yeah. Right. Those are the cases that go to trial, which means that there is no silver bullet. Right, There is no piece of evidence that is so strong and so incontrovertible that it proves that they did it without any real discussion needing to be had. Yeah, Those are the cases that go to trial. Those are the cases where you have to develop a theory of the case. And the theory of the case, I mean, one, one very good trial lawyer told me is the person who wins is the person who can tell the best story that explains the facts that everybody agrees are true. Yeah. So in this case, we have the blood splatters, we have the body. Right. Mm-hmm. We have the physical evidence who can give the best account. And we have some other things. We have an argument. Yeah. Right. So we have some sort of stakes in the ground. Right. That everybody needs to deal with. Your theory of the case must deal with the facts that are incontrovertible. But who can tell the best story about those facts? Those that's the person who wins. Yes. Yeah. And that's what actual. There's a lot of things in this. I mean, the movie takes place in France. They have a different legal system in France. I don't know anything about that legal system. There were a lot of specific courtroom moments that I thought were kind of a little wild. And we can get into that. (laughs) And they certainly, there were certainly were moments that would never be allowed to happen in an American courtroom. Yes. Whether they could happen in a French courtroom or not, I don't know. I assume that this movie has some superficial resemblance to a French courtroom, M- much in the same way that our that law our, and order, yeah, would, yeah, yeah, in 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 most of our courtroom dramas, yeah, are so, going to have similar, yeah. So, so I mean, I assume that it it stands in that relationship to the legal system where it's recognizable as such and not completely outlandish, but there have been certain tweaks for cinematic reasons. That yeah. would be the truth yeah. of uh, an American court style courtroom drama. But I don't know. I, I know that they have a civil law system there. It's different. Yeah. I know that the yeah. judges can intervene in these ways to ask questions, which they cannot do in American courtrooms. Yeah, yeah, judge yeah, yeah, can't yeah. ask yeah. a question. Yeah. Right. Um, but more than that, I know that they, they are considered more finders of facts, right? It's, it's, it, there's different sort of legal and kind of fil- under, underlying philosophical considerations. So I don't know how realistic this is relative to what it, would actually happen in an actual French courtroom. But that core insight about what a legal case is really about at the end of the day, I thought this movie captured better than any movie yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Because we operate, like you said, we operate with this, when you ask people, like, what is a trial designed to do? It's de- they would say superficially, oh, it's designed to find the truth. There is no truth. Yeah. Right? There's an event that happened that one person who's there is dead, and the other person obviously cannot be trusted, mm-hmm. right? And then there are facts. There is circumstantial evidence, which is the only evidence there almost always is, right? Yeah. 
There is circumstantial evidence, which is evidence that would tend to suggest something about the case, but does not directly prove the thing. And then there's your, your the, the story you tell. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's a criminal case. That is what it is. And uh, what is masterful about this is not just not just in the apparatus of the film that it is g- constructed on that design. Because I do think that that's a lofty, ambitious um, th- theme that they are trying to tackle in a sense of storytelling. And how, and, and, and to mine the territory of a fiction writer and that she she takes things from her own life and 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 they even talk about on the stand one one of the, the gal who's interested in her it's it the, the fascination with her is what is truth and what is fiction and that that is how they 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 parallel a, a creative with what is now an investigation into an event in her life and it, I I found this incredibly gripping. I, it might be a little too long. I think that that is a credible. It's a two and a half hour film. I didn't, I didn't find it over long. Well, no, and I didn't either. But I could see some people um, finding it to be a lot uh, because because there there is it is almost like putting you in the place of 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 almost like and this is what, what why I think it is a well crafted film. It's almost designed to prod you as an audience member to be like. Do you think she did it? What 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 do you think happened? And um, and it, it presents you're almost a fly on the wall at times, and and then at times manipulated into a, a perspective. There's a great shot with a child. Her child is being interviewed. The kid is great. The kid should kid get an award. Ph- phenomenal. The, kid should get the some dog sort of is phenomenal award. too. Yeah, no, the kid should get. The kid is great. And and then and all the acting is very strong. And you're but getting the kid is particularly. You're I getting from the impressive. lawyer over here, and then the lawyer over here, back, uh, kind of a volleying. And the camera is situated on him, the ki- child being interviewed, and and the camera moves back and forth in this volley effect. There is some really great craftsmanship. Yeah, yeah, that, that it was a great that was a great moment of that was a great moment of camera use. Yeah, uh, and and it, it it's it's not overdone no it's it's all about fixating you into the orientation of what you need to be in at the time which whose perspective do you need to be operating in to give you the most information possible and yet even at that vantage point even at that 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 tool being utilized to its effect the truth is incredibly elusive. It, it, it's almost like instead, you know, Rashomon has this similar idea is that Rashomon is an event and you get to inter- you get the in various interpretations of people at yeah. the event. And in this one, it, it, it's kind of Rashomon, but inverted because it's what, what did happen is the ultimate question. Yeah, we don't get anyone's interpretation. And we don't get anyone's events. interpretation. It's, it's all about, how I mean, she says what she does didn't it look do like it. it happened yeah she, she says she didn't do it but she, we don't I mean, get anyone steadfastly stops her lawyer yeah, yeah. and says i just i did not kill him yeah yeah so she says she didn't do it but yeah there are these different once again there's two theories of the case that are presented and yeah that that was very tr- that part was very true to it was the yeah. they, they were two people trying to construct or two i guess factions if you like trying to construct the most compelling narrative about why the thing happened that we all know happened was is this guy that was found he he died he died in the snow yeah right with his head fucked up yeah fell that's, fell that's either three stories know. or four stories yeah. 
maybe he didn't fall, right? I mean, oh, that maybe could not. Good. But nobody throw, floats that out there. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody seems to assume that he, fall, he fell because of the yeah. evidence, but that could have been made up too. I mean, what we know is that he was dead. Yeah. We, know, we know that he was dead. We know they had a fucked up head. We know there was blood. And we know uh, splattered on the side of that whatever outcropping of the house. And we know that they had a fight. Yeah. We know that they had a fight the day before. It was a very... Um, that's the only time you are given any corporeal image of the husband other than dead is in the flashback of the argument. Well, there's a couple flashbacks, but that's the most extended one. There's yeah. also that scene, which I thought was very affecting where the boy tells the story and he which is not mouths true. the words. That's not true. That story is not true. Are you saying that that the movie reveals that's not true? Are you saying you no, think it's not so, true? So obviously it's not showing your hand and saying that that... So, this is the, uh, so this is what I like about the movie is because it's challenging our ideas about I mean, I like I agree with you. Yeah, ultimately, yeah. it's yeah. too neat. Yes. It's too neat to be true. No, he makes a choice. He makes a choice, you and make he a choice. and he they are he is a child of two storytellers that you and he he puts in he makes a choice to save his mother um, because obviously I don't know if he knows I don't I, I he might have his assumptions he might at one point he might think that his mother did this but ultimately it does not serve him an advantage for her to go to prison yeah he doesn't want to lose his other doesn't want to lose his other parent and so i think he crafts that story and i think think so too yeah and and i think that that's that's crucial in understanding the whole the whole crux of it is that you we do make these choices we make choices of the stories we tell on the truths that we shine and we do that in our own lives on our own persons on our couples and our you know there's a story that she has or an understanding she has of her husband that he does not share like uh, at at least you get the idea within the the argument that he does not share that same uh interpretation of their story but it doesn't it doesn't mean that neither of them are incorrect But, but i mean in a way her her whole point right which I think she makes very eloquently, is that we can't really capture reality here. Mm, Yeah. But of course we can't, right? Yeah. Like, she is obsessed with the messiness of reality, right? And a legal system is obsessed with answering a specific question, right? Which is, can we, based on whatever standard of evidence is at play, what do we think happened here? Yeah. And like I said, I don't know, you know, obviously in a criminal case in America, we have beyond a reasonable doubt. I don't, I don't understand about French, but I mean, whatever it's a, it's, it's evidence and it's a proof standard, right? You have to make a decision guilty or not guilty, which seems to be related to whether the person did it or not, but you don't know whether they did it or not. Yeah, Yeah. That's a black box. Yeah. That's a black box. You know, it used to be a very common... I don't. You don't hear this debate so much anymore. There used to be a lot of debates about exclusionary rules in particular and this idea that there's due process on one hand and then there's the pursuit of truth on the other hand and that should you value due process or should you value the pursuit of truth? And I understand these debates in the context of the exclusionary rule, but it's really a false dichotomy. Yeah. The legal system simply is a process and that process is defined by its rules. It's mm-hmm. a game in essence, right? What is a game? A game is the sum of its rules. Yeah. So in American court what a judge does is they make all these rulings about what evidence can or cannot be shown to the yeah. jury. 
what yeah. questions can or cannot be asked of the witness, which is just the introduction of testimony is just evidence. It's just the introduction of evidence, uh-huh. right? Yeah, absolutely. And a judge over the course of a trial will make hundreds and if a tri- in this kind of trial, thousands of such judgments, right? About what goes in, what goes out, right? And each one is a judgment call based on a set of rules, which then determines the universe of information that the jury has its dis- at its disposal to make a decision about whether they think the prosecution has proved its case or not beyond a reasonable doubt. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. Right? And so not to use uh, – this is such a POMO phrase to use, but it, it, there's this idea of the truth of what happened. But in that case, truth is just a floating signifier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like we want justice. We want it to conform to the reality of what happened. Well, if you knew what the reality of what happened, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. like there is no – you know, people think justice is the conformity of the result to what really happened. And in some substantive abstract sense, that may be true, but there is no way to do that. Yeah. The, yeah. the only thing we can do is have rules, follow those rules – and then you get the outcome. Yeah, we are not in in the court system. You're not operating in a vacuum. And the movie is almost like directly referencing that, like especially with Sandra Huller, who is an extraordinary actress. She's extraordinary in this. And there's a whole commentary about this, having a frigid persona. And how are you going to look to the court? How are you going to be presented? How are you going? How is it going to look in your favor? And though that's not truth, that that is all like a prejudice. That is all coming in to you have to present yourself, orient yourself, argue yourself in a very particular way. She has at, at various points is instructed to only speak French because if she, even though she is not a native French speaker, because that will look bad in the sense of being in a French courtroom. And she gives up. She gives up eventually. She does give up eventually. Sandra so Huller, we have to read less subtitles. Very much. She was in a movie a couple years ago. German film. She's a German actress. Um, um, called Tony Erdman and a very, very funny, insightful movie about a father and daughter and the the the, the pains of that kind of relationship to have of some of somebody who's an eccentric and odd and uh, she has to like suffer under that personality and it's very funny. It's a very funny movie. Um, and so apparently she's also in the new. Jonathan Glazer film, the Holocaust film, Zone of Interest, which I have yet to see. It's coming out in December. Apparently, she's extraordinary in that. But she is incredible in this. She gives almost like Kate Blanchett tar energy in her performance. Yeah. And uh, while, while she almost does herself no favors, there's almost like a, an inability to lie. Like, like that, that's what complicates yeah. it. She's upset. She's, yeah. a, she, she's a novelist, and so she's upset with the formalism and the drive of this particular process, yeah. right? Yes. Because all of the action in this movie from a courtroom standpoint is establishing her motive, right? There's a duel of the experts about how, what happened, right? Which is, what are you going to do with that, right? One expert says it definitely happened this way. The other expert says it definitely happened that way. Yeah. Very common. Yeah. Very common, right? So then you have all these different efforts to establish her motive, which is the core thing that the prosecution needs to succeed at. They need to compel the jury to believe that she did this, that she was going to do that, that something inside her would have gotten her to the point where she was ready to murder her husband, right? And so all the action in the movie revolves around 
that. Yeah. The effort to establish yeah. a motive. And incidentally, uh, the prosecution in the case is quite bad, in my estimation. <laughs> yes. um, but we, I did have I a think, conversation. I think, I think it's a very poor prosecutor. I, I did have a conversation after the film with David Gutierrez, because we saw it together and we had a nice drive afterward. We talked a little bit about it. He said the weakest point was the fact that the prosecutor was bad or cartoonish or a kind of exaggerated was, kind of character. He was super smarmy. Yes. If you're a prosecutor, you don't you you yourself don't want to seem like you've prejudged the person guilty yeah. or that you want them to be guilty. Yeah. yeah. You want to seem like, oh, well, we've looked at the facts and we just have to come to the conclusion that unfortunately this person did this terrible thing. Yes. We yeah. take no joy in that, no. right? And he was very, he was, seemed to, like, even if you, obviously it, that's a lie too. That's more of a lie maybe because the prosecutor, the, 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 the good prosecutor is going to enter the case saying, like, to the jury, we're going to figure out together what happened. Well, and I, I do think that that is a directing choice. This is done by Justine Trier. Uh, three eight. Um, I don't really know how to say her last name, but it's French. She's yeah. a French filmmaker. She's an up and comer. Like this is like her third film. Like so, this is it's an impressive feat to to make a movie like this, especially with how it's high aims and ambitions. And I actually think while it, it it almost seems like a caricature of a smarmy lawyer, I think it informs the slant that she's up against. Um, that that there is this perception of a woman and a perception of a woman in society that is being put it's not just um a mother and a wife it is just a woman in society being put under the magnifying glass yeah. like and i do i do think that it, it it is enhanced by this smarminess but even her own lawyer suggests that he doesn't believe her like you know that he can't like it's besides the point he says like he can't like muster the idea of believing this woman like he has to keep her at a distance and even though he's doing his due diligence yeah but but what's funny is that's such a double-edged sword in the movie because ultimately i think that that over-reliance on sort of just doing a kind of generalized character character attack on her which is what they ultimately yeah, do that's what they are i doing. think it actually undermines the case like from a prosecutorial strategy oh, yes. standpoint, i think oh, it's yes. a big mistake because what it ends up happening is instead of Part of what you want in a theory of cases, you want clarity. You want to say, like, she killed him because X. And instead of giving a really clear because X, they kind of go in a bunch of different directions. Either she was really angry at him because of a fight, or she was angry at him because she wanted to have lesbian sex with this woman and it didn't pan <laughs> out, or because of he or because he was responsible for her son being blind. The problem is they never the prosecution's case never coheres around any specific compelling reason why she did it. And yeah. so what you end up with is a bunch of kind of semi-legitimate reasons why she might be pissed, but they never give you one crystalline, coherent reason, this is why she it did it. It is a bit it. scattershot. And I, I think that is also, I think, uh, a commentary on a lot of ways that the justice system appears to be direct or clarified, objective, and that's just not the case most but of I'm the say, time. But I'm saying, like, a good prosecutor would not have made that mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good prosecutor would have picked the one thing and driven at that. You could probably interpret there's not a lot of evidence to suggest because we only get the character in the confines of the courtroom that he's young and maybe he's trying to make a name for himself. That 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 could be uh, but also, a strategy. Also, I think I think he knows that he doesn't have it. 
Yeah. Or maybe like he knows that he doesn't have it, so he's just going to keep acting like it's obvious. Yeah, that's true. It's like it's a scattershot approach to... Like, of course you would say that. You killed your husband. I mean, he doesn't quite say that, but he's he clearly is projecting from the beginning that he thinks she's obviously guilty yes. and that it's yeah. not really a serious question. And what it prov- and I think that that's, that arrogance is masking the fact that he doesn't have it. Yeah. And he knows he doesn't have it subconsciously or consciously. Because what you really need is the, like I said, it's not about a bunch of reasons. It's about one big reason. You killed this man. You killed this man, your husband, who at one point you loved, who you've been living with for years and years, and you didn't kill him the day before, or the day before that, or the day before that. Why did you kill him right then? Yeah. And you need a really good reason. And having a fight, and I, I kind of love the fight, but the, the thing that about that fight is up until the end when it gets a little bit fucked up, like 95% of that fight is like very recognizable as yeah. like a mature a couple having a bad day. Very bad right? day. Right, where you're like, yeah. my problems are your fault. I mean, I wish I saw less of myself in that character, in that in that husband character than I did. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I can think of some fights. I'm sad to, you know, we're yeah. telling the truth here. This is a truth. Well, no, and, and you, and maybe, maybe at times you wish you had recorded a, no, I don't. I never wish I recorded my fights because I say a bunch of dumb shit that's embarrassing. <laughs> but I, I, can I just mean, I just mean for. But but that feeling when you're having a bad moment and you blame your partner for the reason your life isn't the way you want it to be, like for a couple that's been together for a decade or more, that's going to happen. Yeah, like there's going to be a fight where you're like, you're going to express something about how you think the obligations of the situation are being imposed on you and it's holding you back. At very least, it's very normal. Yeah. And it's a great scene for that reason because it kind of just, it's a I great agree. slow burn of a scene. Yeah. But the, but the thing, when I heard that scene, is like up until the very end of it where like some violence occurs that it's unclear. Once again, we don't know what happens. Yeah, they there. actually, so they show us what, what it appears to be an objective interpretation of what you're hearing. And then they pull back again and you just hear sounds yes. and you don't know. Yeah, you, so once again, you have this thing where you know a lot, but you don't know something else and that... That silence, that empty space is what you have to fill in with your theory and with your narrative. Yeah. Did she hit him? Did he hit her? They broke this. They broke that. What did they break? Who broke it? All that you don't know. You hear the breaking. Something happened. Yeah. Right? Something happened, but you don't know what. The conversation, you know what happened. And a lot of the conversation, I said, like, it's a fight, but it's not like a, I got to kill you now kind of no, fight. It's, it's like, a, a, I'm frustrated in the middle of a long, complicated marriage that's had a lot of ups and downs. Right? Yeah. So that's the weakness of the prosecution's case, ultimately. Like I mean, it's a, like it's a weak. I mean, like regardless of, I mean, we're gonna, we're, we're of course, we're gonna answer the question: Did she do it? We have to answer that. But I will say that she should have been acquitted. It's not a strong case. No, it's not a strong. I case. mean, the battle of the experts is, is basically fought to a draw, and you know, he doesn't have the thing. He mm-hmm. has a bunch of breadcrumbs. Of like, well, you were angry here and you were angry there. There's this passage in your book, which I don't, I, I don't think that would ever have gotten in an American courtroom. I don't no, know I don't France. think so. It, it was, you know, it, you know, it was a stretch I, in I, even in the I French. I gotta bring it up. I gotta bring up my favorite question. Like, and this was pretty early in the trial. This was my favorite question where my ears perked up and I was like, objection sustained. Was do you think these blood spatters indicate rage on the part of the assailant? <laughs> like, I, you could what? Do you think three splashes of blood indicate that the person doing the attack was angry? Like, what, what sort of what sort of voodoo magic are you yeah. asking the expert? There's to? a there's I, a I, the moment I heard that question. I was like. You let him ask that question. There, there are some flashes of absurdity in the court, like when he brings up the Fifty Cent song, and she go, and then the, the the 
fence goes it's a it's a instrumental version it's, it's, I mean, there's some great <laughs> misogynistic lyrics but, but i mean i i will say that it, the, the courtroom sequences some of them are a little weak to me or they're the parts of the movie i like the least and part of it's because the people just do drone on and kind of like weird musings yeah i, I feel like, like maybe you can do that in a french courtroom but it does, it wouldn't be a good strategy no say i that i agree with like, you let's riff on her books and see if she <laughs> what they tell us like i just i'm just like does that to me, but once again, to me, if the, when the prosecutor does that, if I'm the juror, that looks weak to me. Yeah, I'm like, I agree. Why are we talking about this shit? We know she's a novelist. She writes about all kinds of stuff. Like, tell me why she did it. Mm-hmm. And like this idea that she once wrote about a character that hated her husband and thought about him being dead. Like, that's it. Like five years ago, she wrote a novel where that I would just get up in argument. That's the other thing is the movie, like the way it works in American courtroom is there's, there's the, the cases and then there's argument. Yeah. So when you have witnesses and evidence, they testify to what happened, not why it happened. And then you do a closing argument, which is the time that you weave it all together. Yes. And those are discrete segments, right? They're not interwoven in the way that they are in the movie. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the, the judge even makes a joke. She's like, well, that wasn't his closing argument. Yeah, well, it seemed like it. Even though but it seems like it, that say, wasn't his closing argument. I want to yell at the argument. judge, like, they've been arguing before you the whole time. Like, the question you ask is like, did the blood splatter? What do the blood splatters indicate about where his head was? Yeah, yeah, that's a question you ask. Do the blood splatters indicate that his assailant was angry? I mean, I cannot imagine the most prosecutorially favorable judge in America <laughs> not sustaining an objection to that question. Very much. I mean, that's asking someone to like do magic. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's like, no, I. No, so, that's not within your expertise. I'm yeah, afraid. I think the strong suit of this movie, and a lot of it does work for me. I agree with you. I think that it's, I know. I think it's a really good movie. Yeah, I, th- I, I think really it's a, liked it a lot. It's, I think it's pretty excellent in a variety of ways, and it's because it's probing this elusiveness of truth um, that that anybody, anybody, any of us, as you just said, you know that 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 we don't want to have shades of familiarity with some of these characters, but if we were all put under a magnifying glass. This is what I mean, this is what comes everybody out. Everybody who's been in a relationship for a long time has felt like this is not good for me. No, this yeah. there's some this is holding me back in some way. Sure, right. And, and so then, and, or and also felt like shut the fuck up, you self pitying piece of shit. I think it, most people have probably felt both those things. At some very point. much so, especially if you're you're not in 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 a unison. Like you know, for 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 some, if you have different aims or different professions or different ideas of. The, the individual well, you're just feeling essence. depressed and you yeah. want to blame something else for your problems. Yeah. That's what it is to be depressed is to say like, I want, I feel bad and I'm going to blame you yeah. for making me feel bad because well, I don't want to look at, look at myself. And, right? and an element that we haven't said is even though that we, we mentioned that the kid is excellent. It's the fact that there was a, a tragic happenstance with their child and that that would certainly change Definitely. a perspective Definitely. and a a unity with any relationship. He didn't die, but he became um, mostly blinded like this. And 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 they weave in what a fascinating like determination of a character of uh, that that he he's going through this. He knows that they fight. He's had this accident, and he's trying to learn. I don't even, I, I can't recall the specific piece. It was a piece of classical piano. I think it's almost Bach-esque. Uh, yeah, I don't but, know what it was. But um, him learning, and learning 
by not necessarily reading, although he zooms in and can and he, see. He looks but, like he can see a little. I'll see a little. Yeah, he has but, some very limited vision. And it's about feeling. And it's that that tells you a lot about where that character ends up. It's about learning through mistakes through feeling and through repetition. Yeah. And this movie is probing some very interesting... It's a very specific case, a very specific family... And a very specific issue. And yet, there's something about a lot of us within it. Uh, you know, and, and that's what I love about it. It's, it's, it's probing very grand, interesting ideas. Um, and and what, what is a very well-executed, calm, confident tone. I, I, this is a very confident film. This oh, is, yeah. This is oh, yeah. uh, very, very, very precise. Very, very precise. Yeah, I... I, I I mean, there's we we've talked about the general ideas of it. I don't I don't know. I I highly recommend it to people because it is. It's a challenging work. This this I I had I watched this movie at, and we've talked about some movies that I responded negatively, especially like Godard. You know, you know that kind of formal chaos. You know, it, at at a time when I was not necessarily prepared for it. Um was was a, a challenge for me but we've talked about movies that challenge you and this well, who's the predecessor to this maybe bergman i mean uh, uh-huh i mean there's something that feels sort of bergman-esque about it i agree yeah yeah something uh, you know the, 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 you get some people in danish cinema uh um, I mean, drier you, 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 you know, mentioned tar i mean i see the parallels but uh the tar is marked by the presences of her delusions whereas this movie is marked by the absences of what you see yes yeah. although i agree that there's some p- character parallels and even some stylistic parallels tar is so fantastical yeah whereas yeah. this movie is about like is more phantasmic if you will it's about the ghost of the thing that you can't know yes that yeah. that just sits in the middle of this movie like this like i said it's the black box that sits in the middle of every criminal case yeah we don't know what happened. We don't and know. We're never going to know. But we have to decide. Yeah, we have to decide. We have to come up with what what story are you willing to be convinced of? And it that is a choice. And I I like that it it functions within this movie for a choice of the person who matters. And and the nar- the narrativity required there smashes up against the messiness of reality, right? And I think the character the, the main character does do a really good job like I said of articulating that. Yeah. Because really what we're talking about is motive and like how would you encapsulate the sum total of how you feel about someone that you've been with for half your life and had a child with and all that. Like how would you encapsulate that and explain that to someone in a quick distilled way that would explain whether they did or did not kill their partner? Yeah. How would you do that? I mean it's anathema to the novelist, right, who would need to write a book to even begin to ask that yes, question. Yes, exactly. But that's yeah. not what we're doing in the court. No. You got to be able to do it in a couple sentences. Yeah, that's the. Th- I mean, the theory of the case, at least the way it's trained in trial advocacy classes, is it's a. You have to state it in a sentence. This yeah. is a case about a woman who was at the end of her rope with her husband and couldn't take anymore. And even that's probably not specific enough because that's kind of what they go with. Yeah, and it's a weak case. So she was rightly acquitted. I think. I don't think rightly that the acquitted. prosecutor does a very good job at all of giving. That one clear motivating even, reason. Even in the it's assessment. It's just a bunch of like, well, you kind of felt bad about this, that, and the other thing. Even in the most objective evidence of the the case, 
where which is a, a a discernment of how the body fell and where and from what what vantage point they bring in their own expert yeah. and they have a more convincing interpretation and that 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 really is where he starts flailing as a prosecutor that's when he brings out the books and yeah, the, he's, the he's stories he's grasping at straws he's grasping yeah. at straws right yeah. cuz he wants to like this whole thing about how like she's bisexual and she wanted to have sex with this woman he played the music loud it's it's just too attenuated right yeah. it's too attenuated very much like the whole when you give a bunch of reasons why she might be pissed with her husband, the whole ends up being much less than the sum of its parts. Very much right because it's like, okay, but we're all pissed at our partners sometimes. Like, and we don't kill them. Like, you're going to have to do better than that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, did do she you, do it? Did she do it? I've no. thought about this. No, I think no. So, so I, I don't think she did. Um, think so I've been, himself. yeah, I've been thinking about this, and because obviously. They lean on this idea that she's acquitted mainly, although it does, it's not required, though. It, it would fall on the hearsay of the story that her son tells. Like, if he decided to tell a different story and say that that didn't happen or that my father wouldn't have killed himself or, or um, you know, it, it does take on that, that realm of experimentation, a kind of cruel experiment that he does to the dog, um, which we won't, <laughs> won't... I mean, that, 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 that there's a lot going on there, too. Yeah. But I I am convinced if the question comes down is she, is it more likely that she killed him or is it more likely that he killed himself? I think it's more likely he killed himself yeah. uh, because of the evidence given the 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 notions of inadequacy, insecurity, whatever he had. Um, I th- I think in dealing with the fallout of his son's accident and doing all of that. I think there was a lot on that man's uh, conscience and shoulders. And I think he decided out and, uh, and, and honestly, I think cruelly in the back of his mind, he thought maybe she'd get blamed for it too. I, th- I think that that could was have a, done a better frame up though. You could have, you could have. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think he killed himself. I don't think she did it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, yeah, we we, I kept, we kept this a little shorter. I I think I like us tighten it up a little no, bit. We can do that. I like us tighten it up a little bit. I mean, whatever. We go as long as we go. Whatever. We're we go overly as as we verbose. Go. Uh, yes. There's <laughs> I don't think anyone would argue with that. So what are we watching next week, Kyle? What are we watching? Killers of the Flower Moon. Of course. Yeah, that's it. We're we're watching it together, but we won't talk about it after. Well, maybe we should do an instant react. We'll do a car pod. We'll just <laughs> we could. I guess we could. I guess if no, you no, wanted I like, to come. No, I like to give it a day. Yeah, I'll me too. Yeah, right. I think we'll, that movie will definitely take a little time to digest. I agree. It will be three and a half hours. So yeah, that's, that's going to be a long no intermission. No intermission. Without the killers, do an intermission, Marty. He, 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 what do you have against people just needing to piss? Think, he 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 says get better. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that what he says about people complaining about the length is right. I agree. Yeah, this is just respect the medium, whatever. If it works, it works. If it's yeah. good, it's good. I love the Irishman. Yeah. But, like, do an intermission. Uh, I if think you want to go that long, just do an intermission. I think an intermission would be nice. It's I not, agree. It's not, this, that's a nice... Movies have intermissions sometimes. This is not like some... You know, it's you're, you're a classic cineast. Draw inspiration from the intermissions from days of yore. <laughs> Right, I'm wrong with that. He he is correct. Um, that people have complained. He's like, you watch more hours of television in a day than you would watch this. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not bitching about the length. No, I'm no. just saying, just do an intermission. Yeah, and I think intermissions are interesting to have, like to let you process. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. Do a little nice overture in there. Yeah, give us a little tune. And then tractor. 
Um, no, yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon, that's coming next. So, and then after that, I think we'll do Fincher's The Killer, maybe uh, Paul, uh, not not Paul Thomas Anderson, who, who, it's um, Alexander Payne has the holdover. Yeah, I'm excited so, for that. Yeah, I'm, so. I, I just saw the trailer for, for the Ferrari movie, excited for that. I'm like, I'm, yeah, Michael Mann, man. We're big Michael Mann guys. I so am. We're I excited am. for that. So that we well, yeah, Killers of Flower Moon next. So uh, Ben Ben Thalen, Dead Reckoner, Substack, Musings, Writings, go check it out, et cetera, et cetera. Kyle Brule, I know movies and you don't. Give him your money. He needs he needs <laughs> all he can get. All that I can get. Well, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>